Thanks for tuning in to Sell Like a Woman, the podcast. The place to be to get real. Real about your business, real about your life, and real about what it means to sell like a woman. I'm Kendrick Shope, and things are about to get real here. Hey there, beautiful. Welcome to Sell Like a Woman, the podcast. The place to be for things to get real. Real about your business, real about your life, and real about why you need to sell like a woman. Today, I am joined by a dear friend and social media expert, although that's only her pretend job, because that's not even her real job. I'd love for you all to welcome to the show, Miss Jennifer Allwood. Welcome, Jennifer. Kendrick, thank you. You're a doll. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So let me give you a little bit of background before we jump in as to why you even want to tune in. Why do you want to listen to, to this Miss Jennifer Allwood? Why, what, what are you going to learn? First of all, let me tell you all that, you know, I've been running this, this, doing this business thing for a while, about five years, and I do a lot of work on social media. I get a lot of business on social media, and then I had the pleasure through an acquaintance of meeting Jennifer, and I realized that I knew about a tenth of what I needed to know <laughs> social media. Seriously, one conversation with Jennifer, and my mom was just like, she knows so much. Now, Jennifer is actually one of those people that you may not like when we're done because she's so talented. She is so creative. She does so many things well. You're sweet. But pay attention because she's got genius to share. So Jennifer, tell us a little bit about your business, which really doesn't have a lot to do with social media other than the way you reach people. But what do you do, Jennifer? Okay. Well, about 16 years ago, I started a decorative painting business. So, you know, back 16 years ago, that meant we were sponge painting and we were rag rolling and things that we would never dream of doing today. But 16 years ago, it was really hot, especially here in the Midwest where I'm from. So I own a decorative painting company. Now we usually paint people's kitchen cabinets. We do a lot of kids' rooms, murals, and a ton of furniture painting. So it's kind of changed over the course of 16 years, but we are basically going into people's houses here in the Kansas City area and painting their walls and their furniture and their cabinets to make them beautiful. Great. So I'm curious, how did this turn into the magic ink, the magic, magic brush ink.com. How did this turn into an online gig? Cause I would think, Painting yeah. cabinets is really not something you can do online. So what's the transition? That okay, so the transition happened about four years ago. I have always had people who have worked for me, Kendrick. Right after I started my business, I got pregnant with our first son, Noah. And uh, while I was super excited about becoming a mom, in my head I had thought, oh, it's probably not going to happen that quickly. And so I really wasn't prepared. Oh my gosh, my business just got off the ground. It's booming. And now I want to stay home and raise my kids. Like, how do I put a pause button on this for the next several years, but still have an income? And so I started hiring other women to come to work for me. And, um, and that was great. Well, about four or five years ago, I was at a job site and we were in this beautiful, huge, probably a 12,000 square foot home for a CEO of a large corporation here in Kansas City. And I've got 12 girls there working for me that day. So I have 12 women up on ladders and I'm literally just there to make sure they're doing okay before I go pick up our daughter from preschool. And I was standing there watching all these girls and thinking, okay, there's got to be a better way than this. Like that was the bottom line. Like while this is fun, managing women is not necessarily my strong suit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just 
just be honest. I was raised with two brothers and four stepbrothers, and I come from a background in uh, website development. And so uh, I've worked with all men all my life. And so I'm looking at these women and they're precious and wonderful and the job was wonderful. But in my head, I was thinking the only way I can ever make more money if I continue going down this road is adding even more women onto more job sites and spreading myself even more thin. And that just sounded like torture. It just sounded awful to just, you know, bop back and forth between houses and add more women to our team. And I thought there has to be a better way. And I knew that I was enjoying having a Facebook page. I mean, five or six years ago is, you know, it was a small Facebook page. It was four or 5,000 people on it. But I found, <laughs> but I found that as an introvert, this is so funny. I'm completely an introvert. And so as an introvert, it was way easier for me to get on Facebook and just type something kind of weird and quirky because most creative artistic people are a little weird. We're, we're a little funky. Then it was for me to get in front of a large group of people and maybe talk or something. And so it kind of all of a sudden felt like my sweet spot where I could be weird and build my business and, um, and develop community. The community part of it was what I loved best. So four or five years ago is when I thought, okay, I'm going to try to do this business thing. I'm going to see if I can swing it to go online. And so that's what I've been working on and towards ever since then. And so that little Facebook page that you talk yes. about, how many, <laughs> how many people are on that little Facebook page now? We have 260,000 followers on my Facebook And page. that, ladies, is why you want to pay attention to. Yeah. <laughs> like, Thank you. Know, you. I, I appreciate you. You cover up all you want to, but you know, at the end of the day, like we talk about getting real here, and the numbers don't lie. When Jennifer told me that, my jaw was like this. Yeah. Like, I literally think I had to pick it up off the floor. So... We're going we're gonna to jump right in here because you've got goals that I want to mine as much as I possibly can. Tell me, um, and this is one of the things I asked you initially, are there secrets to growing a Facebook page to two, and her email list, by the way, which we're not going to share because I don't talk about list size. I think that's disgusting, but we're friends, and I just want to tell you, her, you're, you want to pay attention to this as well for email list size because... It's what we all aspire to get to. That's all I'll oh, say. Well, thank you. <laughs> well, you know, there's a direct correlation between the two. Kendra, there is. Or at least there should be. If you're growing your social media platform, instinctively, the size of your email list should also be growing. Yeah. And, and we shouldn't be growing both the social media and the email list just to grow it because those are vanity metrics. I mean, who cares oh. about big numbers if you're actually not making any money off of it? You yeah, we that's your sweet spot. And so, you know, the whole, the whole, my whole motive behind growing a platform and a huge Facebook page and an email list is so that I'm able at the end of the day to make more income for my family. Absolutely. So let's talk about that. So yeah. a lot of people, we have, we have a pretty vast audience here. So we have people Perfect. who uh, have hit multiple seven figures in their business who listen to this. We also have people who are just getting started out whose, whose Facebook page is under 50 people. Yeah. So the, the thing I want to know first is, are there tried and true absolutes for both sets of people? Absolutely. Okay. So for the person who's got 50 people on her business page, I could probably tell you without even looking at someone's Facebook page, their business page, a couple of things. Number one, I guarantee you they have more personal friends than that. You can go into your business page and you can invite your personal friends to go over and follow you on your business page. Now, keep in mind, the majority of the time, your personal friends are never going to be your ideal client. They're not going to be the ones that are actually buying from you. But having those numbers of people following you on your business page just, just give you a little shot of like, okay, something's going right. You know, I've got some people following here. So that's awesome. Until your Facebook page hits 
a hundred thousand people. There is one tip that by the time Facebook actually rolled this out, my Facebook page is over a hundred thousand. So I've never been able to do it, but write down this one tip, Kendra, because this is huge. All right. Let's say you go onto your page today and you make a Facebook post and a couple people share it and a couple people like it. Some of those shares and likes may not be from people who actually follow your page. You're actually, if you have under a hundred thousand people able to go in and manually invite every one of those people to like your Facebook page. Well, and I know so many people having huge success building a page off of that one little tip. The majority of the time, one of the other things I have found is people will start a business Facebook page and they'll start it and then they'll maybe post today and then maybe four days from now they'll think of something and put on there and then maybe it'll be two weeks and then they'll be like, oh shoot, you know, I need to be posting. So then they'll do two days. In a row. The inconsistency, Facebook's algorithms hates that. There has to be consistent posting on a daily basis. I'm going to make this a priority. I'm going to get on here several times a day, day after day, after day, after day, after day. And I know I've told you that I have never missed a day, not one single day in four years posting on my Facebook page, not one. And so this was eye opening for me as well, just because, well, because I didn't know it. Yeah. Um, I, I think that the way you said it to me was like, Oh, and it was something like, if you're serious about your business, you will post on your Facebook page every day. That's yeah. Like no if ands or buts about it. And you were like, that's easy for me. That was easy for me to do. Like I can do that. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think people think, Oh, I don't want to have to be on my computer all day. I don't want to have to be on Facebook all day. Okay. You don't think about how long it takes you to go to your personal page and just update. Hey, you know, go into Applebee's for dinner. Anybody have any good movie suggestions afterwards? Okay. What's that take you? 45 seconds. If you don't have that same 45 seconds to just do something similar, maybe slightly different over on your business page, a couple of times a day, then you're really not serious about growing your platform online. So let's talk about this. So when you are, so one of the questions I always get asked, you just, you just, yes. is personal page, business page. Yes. Do, where do I post? I know Facebook's got really strict rules about this. Yes, they do. Shut down for doing it incorrectly. You sure can. But some people still do it incorrectly and seem to do it really well. So tell us what, how, What's the answer? Okay, well, here's the answer. Facebook does have terms and conditions and rules. And until, you know, we're smart enough to develop our own social media platform that takes over the world, we have yes. to just abide by that. You know what I mean? There's reasons for it because all your friends and your family, they don't want to be spammed every day with you selling your stuff. They just don't. So 99% of everything I do is on my business page. I never put anything that has anything related to my business over on my personal page. I just don't. Those people are there for their friends and family. They want relationship. They don't want to hear about my business stuff necessarily. I personally know someone who works in a health um, industry who was using her personal page to build a huge platform to sell the vitamins that she was, you know, doing and things. And she got it shut down. And so if you put all of your eggs in that basket, you are literally rolling the dice every single time because I have had my business page shut down for a three day period for, it was completely a glitch. Facebook was, you know, very sweet and apologetic and got it right back up. But let me tell you, you will panic when that happens, especially if you've built your business over on your personal side. So follow their rules. Yes. I know there's algorithms. Yes. I know maybe your posts will not get seen as much, uh, but you've got to figure out how to play Facebook's game and just go ahead and, and get all in with your business page. I love that. I, I love that. That's so clear too, you know? And so this leads me to another question. So sure. I'm kind of going to backtrack a little bit, but you talked about, you know what, post on your business page a couple of times a day, several times a day, just do it. 
and, and in the online business building industry, there are lots of people who, there seems to be this Facebook manager that a lot of people have. They have yeah. people who like to post for them, who post for them, or who will post through an app or something like that. Yeah. Let's not talk about the apps yet. Let's just talk about a Facebook manager. Yeah, and then I do want to talk about the apps because I yeah, have strong opinions about, on let's, that. Let's break it down a little bit. The, sure. the person who creates your content for you, and mm -hmm. no disrespect if you're one of those people, by the way. Yeah. But there's got talk to me about that. Okay. So I've had, you know, my business page for, I don't know, six or seven years now, probably never even one single post. Have I let anybody ever do but be not one post. Okay. Here's what happens. Kendrick, you have a style and a way that you talk and you know, the way your voice, you know, just a sound to you. And so when you have Susie Q over here, write a Facebook post for you, your readers, if they're in tune with who Kendrick is, they'll know full good and well, okay, that doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound like her. And there's a huge disconnect, huge. I have also built my platform, not wanting to only be selling what I do, but my heart really in my business is to encourage women both in their home and in their businesses. So I do a ton of posts that have nothing to do with business all day long. And people are, have gotten used to really personal posts from me. And if I tried to hire someone to come in and do that, you lose your authenticity. And you know, as well as I do, if you sit down to write an email, which you're a genius with, it has to be in your own voice or it is completely lost. It does. And I, and I will say I had, um, I had somebody, she's great by the way, who, who created uh -huh. stuff for me, but it's interesting after I met with you, um, after we became friends, I started doing it myself and the likes and the page traffic. I'm telling you. gone straight up and, it, and, yeah. and no disrespect to the person who was doing it. No disrespect at all. Yeah. Right? It was just me. Yeah. So let's talk about those things. So if I'm a person who likes to batch, who likes to plan, who wants uh -huh. to like, schedule a month's worth of content. Sure. You know, yeah. Sprinkle or pepper, yep. salt and pepper as I, uh -huh. as I see fit. Good idea, bad idea. Okay, so I would never schedule a month out, first of all. Uh, when my family's gonna go on a vacation, we spent, you know, eight days in La Jolla, California, which I am not sure why I don't just live there. <laughs> but we went well, there. I about Santa Barbara. Okay, good. I like fell in love with La Jolla. So um, so I sat down, you know, and I do this every time we're gonna be out of town or it's over Thanksgiving break or something, and I only use the Facebook scheduling app to schedule my Facebook posts. And I'm gonna tell you why in just a second. But I will sit down and I'll schedule things for like nine o'clock, noon, three o'clock, six o'clock, nine o'clock. And I know you're gonna think that I'm crazy, but then once or twice during the day, I'll pop in and do something live. Yeah. When you schedule things out for a month at a time, you lose that realness. You, you're really um, falling kind of out of touch with your audience. And you actually have to like nurture your Facebook page. I mean, it has to be something that, okay, I'm caring about making community with these people. And in order to do that, on occasion, I need to be in real time with them. I can't just be scheduling everything out. And the other thing is right now, what's the best way to grow your Facebook page. The number one thing you could ever possibly do to grow your page right now is a live Facebook video on your business page. Facebook wants to take over all of the live um, video streaming apps that are out there. And so they're giving a huge push and a huge, like, you know, um, some love to the people who are doing the Facebook live. So do that and, and don't schedule out very far would be my advice. So is there, let's talk about Facebook live. Cause that was one of the things I was going to bring up. So yeah. is there uh, you know, Facebook live is one of those things where you can get on and it says finding an audience. And oh yes. Uh -huh. Is there, 
a set amount of time, like you should try to stay on. Right. No, this is, this is such a good question. I tell the girls in my coaching program all the time this. Do not forget that a lot of your views. I mean, I did a video the other day and I think I had 5,000 um, views by the time that video was over. I had 2,000 people on live with me. Okay, but I looked like the next day and the views had gone from 5,000 up to 60,000 views on one Facebook video. So the majority of your traffic is going to be watching it not live, but on replay. Okay. So if I'm sitting down to a replay and, and I, and I see that you were live, you know, a couple hours ago and I go to watch it and you come on and you say, okay, we're going to wait for just a few minutes till we build an audience. Okay. I'm going to wait till I see some people on here. Okay. Give it just another 30 seconds here. You're losing me. I'm out the door. I ain't got time for that. You're not selling people to keep right. It's like, hello. It's kind of like you're giving all your attention to only the people that were on live with you, forgetting that 80% of them are going to be on the replay. And so don't pause at the beginning. You go right for the go, right for the, so normally I'm always like, hi, this is Jennifer Allwood. Um, you can find me over at magicbrushinc.com. Today I'm going to talk to you about da 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 That way I'm kind of wasting, you know, 10 or 15 seconds. 15, 20 seconds to get some people on with you. And, um, you know, when they make a comment, it's usually 15 or 20 seconds before you can see it. So I do kind of, you know, waste a few seconds at the beginning, but I'm talking and I'm making them feel like I care about them. And this is what we're going to be talking about. And then usually I'll try to do some sort of a icebreaker at the beginning. Hey, just want to make sure that I can you know, see all your comments on here and you're coming on live with me. Let me know where you guys are from or where you're tuning in from today. Oh, what a great idea. Well, that'll help get you some engagement right from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And it also just constantly helps with that building relationship factor that is so important on social media. Okay. So what about, so I know when I first started doing video, this was before Facebook video, Facebook yeah. existed, but you know, when you would have a video on your website or like on YouTube, the rule of thumb was two minutes or less, try to keep it under 90 seconds because you're going to lose people. Facebook live feels much more conversational than that. So yes. is there a rule of thumb for links? Yeah. They're 15 to 20 minutes at least. Oh my gosh. Too short. See y'all. I told y'all. She's no. Okay. So Kendrick, the other day I saw someone who I tuned into their video once they were at three hours and 25 minutes. Now that's the only one I've ever seen that go that long. And I thought they're used to, I mean, just a couple months ago, Facebook had, had shut off videos if you went over an hour, but this one was at three hours and 25 minutes. Now this was a major influencer who might be part of a beta group or something, but they want you to be on and they want you to hang out. So 15 to 20 okay. minutes, always. So 15 to 20 minutes, y'all. I, uh, there you go. That's something new that I had, I had not learned. I'm writing stuff down. Like, you're here you know what? Here's, here's what happens with sometimes, Kendrick. They'll feel like, okay, nobody's on here. Okay, now maybe I have two people. You know, and there's just as much freaking out when you only have two people on as there is when you get 2,000, by the way. Because on occasion, when I see that number hit 2,000, I'm like, oh, Lord, have mercy. Why are these people tuning into me is what I'm thinking in my head. So you can freak out on both sides. But take care of those two people, just like they were sitting at your kitchen table. And sometimes you just have to kind of get into that fake it till you make it mindset and, and still act like there's plenty of people on here. And I'm talking to a big crowd, even when you're not. So that's a great point. I remember I I had, and and this happened to me as well, but the first free call Uh before webinars, I think, but the free call I did, I had, had two people, two people sign up, one person on it. Yeah. And I remember realizing, okay, you got two choices. 
you can wallow, good old Southern word, mm -hmm. in, the, in, the, in the one person, or you can deliver a kick-ass, excuse my language call, Absolutely. that one person tells 20 people about it, right? right? And, and, but the thing that, that, that makes it, made it different for me was, I wanted to, I started with gratitude. So, and this is not something that I thought, thought up, but I was like, you know what? One person said, I'm going to tune in. I'm going to tune out my family. I'm yeah. going to tune out my whatever. And I'm going to be here to listen to you. And so I think about that when I do Facebook live too, even if it's one person, mm -hmm. they're saying, yes, they're turning their family, their whatever away, make it worth their time. Give Absolutely. Them and you know, there's times when I'll be in the middle of a Facebook live and um, I did a, a Facebook live the other day that just was, it was like, it was so precious to me, but it was the difference between introverts and extroverts, which is a, a topic that I just love um, because people assume since I'm able to get on a Facebook live mm -hmm. and get 2000 people on live with me that she must be so extroverted. That is, it couldn't be farther from the truth. I'm a total introvert who has extroverted qualities on occasion because I have to for work, you know, sometimes we got to just put on our big girl panties and pretend yeah. that we're extroverted when we're not. Yeah. And so, um, and so as I would see, you know, okay, there's 800 people on it, bounce up to 900 or something. I would say, you know what, whoever just shared this, thank you so much for sharing. Or if I would see on the screen that, you know, Susie Q shared, I would say, Susie, thank you so much for sharing this right now. I appreciate it. At the end, I said, hey, people, if, if this maybe isn't something, a topic that totally interests you, but maybe you can think of somebody who would be blessed by it. Would you share this with them? Share it on your profile or tag a friend. And that encourages people. It kind of makes them remember, oh yeah, you know, this is something shareable. Sometimes, I know I'm guilty for this, I'll get on my phone and I'll just kind of glaze out on content on Facebook and forget that there's, oh yeah, yeah. I can share this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so sometimes just saying that to people, it will help them to share it while you're talking and then you'll see a little boost in your numbers, which yeah. always makes you feel good. Yeah. And so yeah, I'm all about the Facebook lives. Get yourself a good light kit, girls, and <laughs> go for it. All right. So I want to switch gears because I could talk to you all day about this. Yeah, I, I love this. To something that you and I have not talked a lot about, but you've shared openly with me. And I have had women ask me if this is okay from a sales perspective. Yeah. And so you have openly talked about your faith oh, and yeah. about, you know, that, um, yeah. So, so here's my, this is going to sound like a very secular question, but was that a difficult decision to bring that into your work or no? You know what? It really wasn't. It was harder for me actually, Kendrick, to try to keep it out. Okay. If that makes sense. Like being a Christian is just such a part of who I am. If, if you meet me, you're going to know at, you know, very quickly in a conversation. Um, I would hope, I mean, and hopefully my behavior would, you know, kind of clue yeah. you in that that's just really a part of who I am. I'm very, um, vocal about sharing, uh, the fact that I was, you know, a Christian as a teenager and then was a knucklehead for the next decade. <laughs> And, you know, through some marital problems and some huge, you know, big yuck stuff in our marriage in the first couple of years, I came back to the faith that, you know, I knew was uh, mine from the beginning. And so I've been really vocal about that. And, and there were times when I thought, oh gosh, is this going to turn people off? Yep. And what I would find was when I would talk about my faith, it would actually bring people in. And because of what's called the me too factor yep. and, um, and Stephen Furtick, one of my favorite online pastors, he talks about that, about how when people are on social media, whether you're talking about your faith, whether you're talking about um, your kitchen dinnerware, whether you're talking about how your kids are, you know, hanging from the chandeliers, when other people feel like, oh my gosh, really? That's a thing for her? Me too. When they feel like that me too factor there, that's when they start 
you're really building community. They start sharing your content. They feel like they're almost virtually linking arms with you, if that makes sense. And the other thing is if I was to sit down and say, okay, coaching other business women right now, creative business women, what, who would be my, if I, if I could pick anything, you know, exactly what I wanted this woman to be like, it would, if we shared the same faith, it just makes it easier for me. Does yeah, that make sense? And so putting it out into the world, just this is who I am. You will attract more people like you. It does. But I think that, and the, this is the reason I wanted to ask, ask this question. I think that we have it wrong a lot of times in the online world. I think everybody tries to tell us who we need to be, or we look at other success, whatever, you know, successful yeah. Facebook pages, whatever people. And we say, I need to be more like that. Mm -hmm. And I fell victim to this last year. It almost ruined my business. It really did. It almost ruined my business. When, um, I had all these thought leaders say, well, maybe you should do a little less this. And maybe you should be a little less, yeah. less you know, maybe not sing on KTV or maybe not. That's who I am. You know, yeah. tell me, change your accent, um, wear glasses because you want people to think you're smart. You don't sound oh. smart. And finally, I just, I like, I had a total breakdown this November. I really did. And I was yeah. like, Done. This is not even yeah. fun anymore. I, I run a business called Authentic Selling, and none yes. of this feels authentic. It feels fake. Yeah. Well, you can't sustain that for very you long. You can't. And I can't go a real long time without. Uh, you know, cause I'll be doing a, a Facebook live, even if I'm just painting, you know, a piece of furniture, there's times I bring up God in a funny way, you know, yeah, that yeah. Um, I think there's going to be glitter in heaven, you know, types yeah. of things. But you know, when I'm talking to women about coaching and things, there's oftentimes I bring up scripture because it's, it's almost like for me not to, I would have to be shoving that so far down. Yeah. I think that the thing that I want my ladies, my women to hear is yeah. you hear a lots of times from successful people, one of two things you need to do X, Y, Z, just like I did it. Or you hear people say, just be yourself. You know what I mean? You're going to, it's going to be like a magnet. You're going to attract the people that you're meant to attract and you're going to repel the people that you're meant to repel. Yep. And I can tell you, I've done it both ways and Jennifer's got the right idea here. Uh, she just show up and be yourself. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's like, it's like a magnet. You just it absolutely is. Yeah. And, um, yeah, at this point, like, I think the most of the people who follow me on occasion that, you know, if I'll post something and I throw something about religion in there, there's a couple of people that'll unlike the page or, you know, make a comment and you just kind of learn when your page, you know, the more people you have following you, the more people that um, are likely to maybe not always agree with what you're posting Absolutely. about. And that kind of comes with the territory. Yeah. But, um, no, I think that's a great question and being yourself online always wins because it's the only thing that you can really do consistently forever. Being yourself online always wins. I love it. And at, at social media, Facebook gives us, you know, there's lots of social media platforms out there. And I, I, that, but this is about Facebook because yeah. that's what I have used to grow my business. And then that's what Jennifer has used 200 times better than I have to grow her business. So, I mean, that, that's what we're talking about. But it gives you the opportunity to just show up and be you, right? It's it does. Yeah. And you know what? We, I bring my whole family. Um, yeah. onto my page as well. And um, it wasn't necessarily that, you know, my husband and I sat down and thought, okay, uh, are we going to start talking about the kids? It was just kind of another one of those things that I couldn't really not talk about the kids. I mean, I don't know for you, Kendrick, but I know for me owning a business, 
because mama owns a business, guess what, family? You're all involved in the business. Absolutely. <laughs> because it's Absolutely. very difficult to separate your personal life from your business life when you own a business and you run it from home. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so we'll be out in public and people will recognize my children. They'll recognize my husband. We call him Mr. Magic really lovingly. And, um, and so, you know, it's funny because I think since we've just been really real on my platform, it's opening up some other doors with, you know, a book and my own podcast and TV segments and things because it's not just all about business all the time. People really, they are craving relationship more than ever. Um, and it's funny because I love social media so, so much, but I think people are almost even lonelier now than what they ever yeah. have been. And so the, if you can um, connect hearts on social media, your heart to theirs, just with some authenticity and some bringing in stuff that's important to you, I think that you'll just totally attract people. I love that. That's yeah. fantastic. But yeah, what a, what, a, what a great thing to connect hearts. And I agree. I think people mm -hmm. are in some ways lonelier now. Um, yeah. Yeah, what a cool thing. Yeah. All right, so last question because I want to be yes. of your time. So, and you, you, you brought this up as well, but how much personal versus how much business versus how much selling? Yeah. So, one of the questions I get asked a lot well, should every post have a call to action? Should every post be selling? So, what are your thoughts about that? Well, I think it's different for everyone. Um, I'd only do one selling post about once a day. Yep. Um, I try to do one call to action usually every day. And so, um, you know, getting people on one of my opt-ins and, yep. um, you know, I love opt-ins. I love yep. my opt-ins. Yep. We so, may have to back to talk about opt-ins. Oh, I would love to. Woo! I would love to, but you know, my, I, I'm always trying to provide value. It's not just an opt-in for an opt-in. It's a, Absolutely. Hey ladies, cause my most popular one right now is my 50 top paint colors for walls to try to help you. So you're not completely overwhelmed when you walk into the paint store. Not, you're not repainting your house 20 times. And so, you know, if I present it, social media is all about presentation. So if you present it in a way on your Facebook page, it doesn't make it sound like I'm only trying to get you to give me your email address. It, the way you word it is what totally gets people to be, you know, opting in 100 to 200 opt-ins a day at times. And so, um, so yeah, I love that. And um, I don't even remember what your original question personal, was. So personal. Oh, okay. So yeah. Personal versus so, business. Um, I also have several posts a day where I'm just trying to get people over to my website. Um, the bottom line is, let's just be completely for real here. I run ads on my website, so I'm getting paid. <laughs> Yeah. for, yeah. you know, ad content. So the amount of traffic, I have about 300,000 um, page views a month on my website right now. And, you know, so that's a, a good chunk of income. And so just sending people over to my website a couple times a day to look at, you know, a post on where I painted a piece of furniture. Or I have a post on when you feel overwhelmed in business. Um, and then a couple personal. And I don't know that there's a set rule. Mm -hmm. I think that there has to be a happy medium between what your audience actually seems to enjoy and what you feel really comfortable in. So yeah. right now for me, I know once a day I sell, a couple times a day I'm sending them over to links on my website. Um, a couple times a day I'm posting just things for encouraging them, giving them fun projects, that sort of thing. See that, yeah, I love that. And I think that, so there's so many nuggets here. Um, the, the, the first one that I want to just read, I've got notes. I want to. No, you're fine. Go for it. Manually invite people. If you're under 100,000 likes, manually invite people to like your page. You can do that. Don't forget that it's shareable, right? Like when you're doing the, the Facebook Live or thank people for sharing and don't forget that it's 
terrible, which I do all the time. Yeah. 15 or 20 minutes for Facebook lives. I don't think I, I mean, like I'm going to go in and, and, and amp that up today. Awesome. I think the two overarching things that I want my people to hear, because these are two things that I did know is I didn't know quite this extent, but consistency. Right. And consistency works for a couple of reasons. One, because of the Facebook algorithm, like you shared, mm -hmm. two, because the number one reason people don't buy is they don't trust. They are worried exactly. that your product, your service may not be as good as you think it is. Consistency equals trust. Totally. You're not a fly by night kind of business. Yeah. You create a steady place in their mind subconsciously. So that's yeah. super important from a sales perspective. And then the other thing is be yourself. Totally. People say all the time, be yourself, be yourself, be yourself. And then we see 14 copies of, of, you know, the next top person. Just be yourself. Absolutely. People, uh, they, here's what happens, especially with creative people. The women I coach will tend to think, well, I'm a little weird. I'm a little quirky. Um, perhaps like you, they have an accent or maybe, yeah. you know, they kind of look really artistic and, yeah. and so they get a little, um, you know, self-conscious, but people love people that are different. Yeah. And and, um, and so I, I tell my girls, let your freak flag fly. <laughs> I mean, if you've got some weird things, you'll bring in other people who, you know, have an admiration for weird things. It's totally fine. I yeah. That's what'll make you actually stand out. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Jennifer, anything else before we call it, this is Thomas Plum by before we call it a day. No, you know, the only other thing that I would maybe mention about Facebook is I've told the girls that I coach that if you think about Facebook, this is probably a terrible analogy, but as like a jealous boyfriend, it will help you to figure it out because Facebook wants you to stay only with Facebook. They want you to not be sending people over to YouTube. They want you to not be sending people over to Pinterest. Facebook wants you to give all of your attention to Facebook and never be leaving it. So when you're making a post and you're wondering, well, you know, I'm posting a YouTube video and no one's going over to watch it. Well, it's because you're sending people away from Facebook. And if you just remember, Facebook is a jealous boyfriend. They don't want you going anywhere else. And so just remember the way you position your posts and the way you word things, if you can keep them on Facebook, Facebook will be much happier and you'll actually get much more engagement. It's one of the best tips you've ever given me. I say it all the time. Do you? Like when I post, like, oh, wait, wait, that's it. No, 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 no. Yep, 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 yep. It doesn't like you. And you know, when I'm sending people over to my website, of course I'm sending them out of Facebook on occasion, but then I try to follow it up with a, with maybe, you know, a question or something on my Facebook page that will keep them right there and yeah. get some more engagement. Yeah, absolutely. Jennifer, if people want to learn about you, should they contact yeah. you on your Facebook page, Jennifer Allwood? Is that the place Sure, to they can do that. You can go find my website, themagicbrushinc.com and go find yeah. me on Facebook at Jennifer Allwood. Not my personal page, of course, but my business page. And I'd love to connect with them there. Yeah. And we'll link to both in the copy, but okay. I would, I would recommend, like, if you want to follow one person on Facebook and just observe and learn by example, Call Jennifer. Her numbers don't Thank lie. You. She's fabulous. And uh, yeah, you're going to, you're going to learn. I've learned so much just by watching you. I'm so glad. Uh, we thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was wonderful. Yeah. So ladies and gentlemen who are listening, thank you so much for tuning in to sell like a woman, the podcast, the place where it's going to get real, real about your business, real about your life and real about what it means to sell like a woman. I'm Kendrick Cho. I believe in you and your business. Have a good day.